0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, I'm Judith Fallon-Reed, and welcome to Shelf Life TV, where I have great conversations with Caribbean authors about their lives and books. If you have yet subscribed to this podcast, please do so. You'll always know when new episodes are available. The video of this episode is available also on my YouTube channel. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and check out my website at jfallonreed.com. Also, check out my other podcasts on your favorite podcast platform. Now it's time to share what's on my shelf. Welcome to Shelf Life. Today on Shelf Life, my guest is Diane Brown. She's a well-known Jamaican author who has written more than 40 stories and books and her works have been published in Jamaica, in the UK and in the USA. Her story The Happiness Dress, which is one of the books we're going to be talking about today, won the Commonwealth Foundation Special Prize for Children's Stories in 2011. She's also the author of the other book that we're really going to be focusing on, Abigail's Glorious Hair. We're going to talk about here, here like mine, here like yours, everybody here. And what happens to good hair and bad here. <laughs> mm-hmm. So stick and stay with me as we have this conversation with Diane. Diane, welcome to Shelf Life. It's so good to have you on the show. I've been dying to talk to you about these wonderful books that you have.
1: Thank you very much for having me. And they are my favorite books at the moment. Mm. Yes, they're good
0: books. They're good books. Um, but before we get to the books, because I actually bought them for my, we're going to call her my niece. It's really uh-huh. grand, it's really grand niece.
1: <laughs> uh, I know, I know. We have lots of those. But uh, <laughs> Who
0: says that? Nobody says that for my niece, because I think she'll absolutely love them, love the kid, love, love these <laughs> books. But before we get to that, talk to me a little bit about Diane Brown, because we know, I know you as somebody who has written scores of stories and books and all kinds of things and won awards and all those things. But you know, I, oh, after all these years, I really don't know that much about who you are. So talk to me about Diane, um, you, where you come well, from, all of that.
1: I, wa- I was born in Kingston Really, halfway tree, but you know, in <laughs> Kingston. And I, I've lived here all my life, except for um, two years in Mandeville after I got married. My husband was from there and going to university. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I grew up, I, I think I just had a fascinating childhood. Okay. I grew up on Malines Road. Um, and people were on two acre lots. So okay. it was rural urban. Um, people kept chickens. We kept chickens, um, which is what you'd get for Sunday, dinner. You know, yes. chicken. Did, did you guys, um, put, did you guys do like my dad, my dad would, we
0: kept chickens, my dad would select the chicken and put the head, put it in a basket,
1: put the head in a basket and yes. Yes, and the, yes, yes. And then yes. the body would run around. Yes, yes. And the neighbors next door kept chickens and ducks. And I do remember, I think it was like people had tied out cows in your yard to eat the grass. Uh, the long, I forget what that grass is called, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there were children um, in each, there were like about five households between, now this is the important thing, Tarrant gully. Mm-hmm. No longer exists. Um, Tarrant School is probably close to where it was. So there Not was here. a Tarrant Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Where my dear, I got saved at age 11, even though I was a good Anglican. You know, <laughs> no matter. I can get saved and pray and thing. And um, so there was Tarrant Gully. Mm-hmm came down. There was no paving. There was Waltham Park fording. Mm-hmm. There was a top lines road, which was a chasm, right? And there was Kasha Park, mm-hmm. which is still a chasm. And where we heard as children that a family had been washed away in the night. Mm. Well, of course, there was no paving that could happen. But the point is, when rain, when it was the rainy season, you couldn't go anywhere because all the gullies had come down. I mean, some would be better than some. So that was sort of all sorts of excitement for a child. Um, And we, the children of the area, would walk through the bush. What a safe life, eh? Yes, what a wonderful life to be able to walk Walk through the bush. Mm -hmm. picking fruit, Mm climbing trees you did not buy mangoes
0: Mm-mm. or naysbury yeah.
1: that's right and you were supposed to have a lime tree if you didn't have a lime tree something was wrong with you <laughs> that's how you're going to make lemonade so it, it it was fun um and then after that i i went to high school and i liked that where did you go to, where did
0: you go to high school
1: St. Andrew. St. Andrew. Yes. And I liked that. The only thing I didn't like was exams. Um, One of the things which I think maybe before your time was that, hello, now you're at a high school. Don't come below five in your form. No, that was not, that was not before my
0: time at all. Okay. <laughs> my my, my right. father, my father gave me a good, good, raxing button, um, beat for um, coming, mostly 15th one year.
1: <gasps> okay, <laughs> so I understand. So that, that was just a, um, and that's, that's about how I grew up. I, I liked being at high school, as I said, except for, um, except for exams. The- exams. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to ask No, that, in. that, that, that is good. Brothers. Mm-hmm. Huh? How many brothers? Two. Okay. Twins. Um, and actually, um, the other thing is, I really, I was born into a colonial territory. So there's that other. Mm-hmm. Um, I came from a, what No, would have would be called a mixed race family Mm -hmm. then it was par for the course right par for the course Um, but it it still had its its challenges Uh, Hold hold on one second for my dad michael
0: i'm getting disturbance back here hold on all right Yes, I'm gonna pick up back with you're talking about a mixed race family, which was part for the course.
1: Yeah, well, it was. Um, so I guess it's not strange. Um, people have said that a lot of my stories are about identity, mm-hmm. thing, identity. Um, and maybe those are the two operative things Um, I know from as a little girl, I loved books. Yes. Um, I would sit and dust off all my books in my little um, free shelf, sit on the floor and look at them with joy and love. I asked for books for every birthday. Wow. Christmas. Um, I remember there was an old steamer trunk in the house. The house we were in, actually, belonged to my father's sister. Okay. sister migrated to the states um and I, I would read books from there that i wouldn't even read no like all all quiet on the western front <laughs> you know <laughs> you, but you know
0: um it's in it's interesting that growing up i also was a reader always right. liked books, and i read anything and I think ah. there was a Western series. I cannot remember the name of it now, but if I see it tomorrow morning, I know it. There was a Western series that I loved. Mm. And I used to, the minute those books would appear in the bookshop, I would grab them up and it was it, it was a Western book. So if you love books, you just love books, I guess. That's right. You know, and you
1: and love in, story. You love story, you know? Yes.
0: And in Jamaica, our... Our socialization was so globalized. Yes. Even, even back then, because yeah. our music was global music. And we, yes Every Jamaican know every piece of music from time start
1: until now. That's ago. right. That's right. And, and and our island people always migrate. So then yes. you always have some people. Um everybody has somebody abroad or no. <laughs> somebody abroad. Um, Daddy's family used to send us barrels. uh, uh, Yes. And mommy used to bake puddings from like September so she could post them in time for Christmas. The other influence. um, So the gully thing, in fact, I put into a time travel book called The Ring on the Roaring Water. Mm. It's part of it's a star sort of thing. the other influence, my mother had a family house, extended family, um, at the corner of East Street. It's now a car park, which is very painful. Um, so it's Peter Corner to the Gleaner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it had across from it the Chinese Benevolent Society. Society. Right. And so that's a part. Looking out was an activity we did. You know, I'm going to look out. <laughs> And they were quite an entertaining family, an extended family, uh, loving, some conflict, you know, this sort of thing. Um intrigue. Family. Also, yes. Family. And there were a family. There'd be the cousins who were orphans that were taken in. I think there were orphans from the the um pandemic they oh. they the flu thing spanish right. flu hmm? from the spanish yeah. flu mm-hmm. they were the orphans their parents had died mm-hmm. the toilet
0: wow
1: it, it, <laughs> i like my childhood i'm not saying people say oh, i had a happy childhood you know they always say that i say mm-hmm. i like my childhood it was intriguing there were challenges there always are. Yes. Um, colonial uh, impact mm-hmm. was um, My mother says when she married my father, against her mother's will, she lost all her friends. Mm. So you and you so so we had all this, you know. And and that that explains
0: why you're such an amazing storyteller, because mm-hmm. you had. All of this growing up, in addition to the fact that you loved books, so you were always Mm. reading books, and it's that just opens your imagination. You know, it just opens your mind completely. And the best people who used to read.
1: And I, you, I wanted to see ourselves in books, right? Before I had children, I wanted to see ourselves reflected in books.
0: And you have done that in the books and the stories that you've written. So let us get to yes. The Happiness Dress, right? <laughs> oh, so te- tell all. I want them to go out and buy books, right? So you're not going to tell them yeah. the whole book, but tell, tell the audience about The Happiness Dress. What it's well, about and how you got to writing The Happiness Dress.
1: No, The Happiness Dress was written a long time ago. And it's one of, you know, all writers say they put down things in drawers. I have maybe one they or it. two. Um, right. And the thing was, um, I, I had the whole thing. Uh, she gets a parcel from the Caribbean. Um, this is Caroline. And um, she opens it up and it's a gorgeous Caribbean dress. And her parents... Her, her female it's interesting it's the the female the aunt the mother the grandmother are quite horrified too colorful Um, too colorful you won't fit in they're going spot you right away um and this wish to fill in is often fit in sorry is often there like in the uk and at one time canada Yes. Um, whereas I think the United States, in spite of all these sad things are happening, no, you didn't have to work so hard to fit in because right. there was one group: Italy, Irish. Right. And, but in the um, but in the
0: UK, you you really tried to fit into that stiff upper lip, you know, right. modest look, and this dress was definitely not it.
1: <laughs> yes, and and she's, she's sad that I mean. She's the one that was born there, and she is happy with the dress. The rest of them, they were born some in the Caribbean. What I and and the whole thing is, um, her daddy comes forward to help her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to give the story away, but he mm-hmm. supports, and this is this is lovely because so often, um, and and we are a matriarchal society, yeah. if. A whole lot of patriarchal people are running it. We are matriarchal. And then, uh, so we tend to ignore daddies, <laughs> perhaps with good reason. Perhaps with good reason. <laughs> and I, I I wanted to show daddy's support mm-hmm. of girl. Because, of course, I think psychology says that. Girls need fathers as well. It's not just boys. Oh, no.
0: Oh, no. I, I, my, my dad and I were extremely close. Very, yes. very, very close right up to his death. And um, yeah, I can't imagine what my life would have been without my father. That's so, yes, it. girls need fathers. Fathers, teach them. teach them. Fathers are the first men to love them or should yes. be, should be mm-hmm. the first men yes. to love them in a good, wholesome way to show them what good, wholesome love can look like.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and um so and the last couple lines um where which which are really beautiful uh, you know i love these books even though they're mine <laughs> no that's fine i love my books those came judy ah uh, i mean like a day before the i just thought okay let me send this in and um I sent it in, I think must be at 10 o'clock by night for 12 o'clock UK time. And I was astonished um, that it won. It was a year when Cornwell Foundation was doing a special children's story and a special woman's story,
0: right.
1: I believe it. Um,
0: it is a beautiful would... story though, and it's a beautiful story. Thank you about being different and being okay mm-hmm. with being different and knowing that um, you don't have to fit into some mold that somebody has created for you. And I, yes. I actually was able to identify the, with the story because as a human being, I consider myself very different. and not fitting mm-hmm. into the molds. I don't, I don't really, really don't fit into the molds. And it's not because I'm trying to be different. I simply oh. just don't fit in. Um, as a we child, we are all unique, yeah. We're all unique. We we're all unique, and as a child growing up, I had a hard time until you know I learned that it was okay to just be me because mm-hmm. I didn't fit in. And so, this oh. dress really resonated with me because it was like I would wear that dress, and I I, <laughs> yes. wore, I wore a bright ice green and gold dress to a ball once, like. <laughs> And I remember as in big time party. As in big time party, and I remember my friend saying, "You don't have a black dress." And I said, "No, <laughs> I don't wear black." And I said, "I don't wear black. I'm, I wear colors." She's like, "You can't wear that dress." I said, "Why?" She said, "It's too colorful. Everybody's going to be in black." I said, "Okay. Well, they'll see me, won't they? You know."
1: Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, my my good friend from when I was sixteen. That's when we met. We're still good, good friends. And she said, Boy, when she met me, she heard that I was a girl that taught Sunday school and wore strange clothes. The strange clothes had come from the States. So I, I don't remember this on the Sunday school thing. But anyway. <laughs> but that's the interesting thing about the happiness
0: dress, too, is that, like you, um, my mom used to travel a lot. She lived in the States for long periods. And so we used to get barrels. Yes. And so the dresses used to come in the other direction from the States to mm-hmm. Jamaica and you yes. you know, break out your brand new fancy dress that your mom just sent you in the yes. back. So that was colonization in reverse as Miss Lou. Would of call course.
1: It. <laughs> of course
0: that the dress went to England instead of the dress leaving England <laughs> <laughs> to come down. And then the other, the other book is Abigail's Glorious Here oh what a beautiful book and i'm gonna ask you to read a short piece from that please just
1: now okay yes.
0: I Will let's do that
1: um and and just to set it it's abigail's hair is being combed out having been washed and there's and there is um there is grandma auntie um, mommy and her little brother and the dreaded combing of the hair and the dreaded roof of the hair And so they're all sitting around. Mommy is is combing the hair. She has separated it, oiled it, all the things, right? And Auntie Rosie says, is everything okay at school, Abigail? Do you like your new teacher? And Abigail, yes, I see. I'm in a new grade at my school now. Ah, Grandma says. Are all the children nice to you, Abigail? I hope no one is being mean to you. I nod and say yes, for the children are nice and shake my head and say no, for no one is being mean to me. That jerks mom's hand. Oh, I say, mom says, you have to keep your head on still and only move in when I tell you to Abigail, or it will hurt. And this is the refrain. And she brushes and combs out. And her fingers are going through my hair. One, two, twist. One, two, twist. One, two, twist. And love flows through her fingers. And I feel snug and safe. Mom says, Abigail would tell us if anyone was mean to her. So you see the family is quietly finding out how things are. Abigail will tell us about anything and everything that happens won't you Abigail and I say yes but I don't nod and by the time we've done two more only two left now Abigail she says mom brushes and combs out and her fingers are going through my hair one two twist one two twist one two twist. And love flows through her fingers and I feel snug and safe. And by the time the last were finished, it's just before I am almost asleep, feeling snug and safe. Wow. And there's a story behind this, as you know. Um, Well, uh, uh, when when I was little, this story everybody has heard, when I was little in a colonial territory I remember oh I was such a beautiful child my mother said I sang Daisy Daisy give me your answer do in the boss.
0: yes
1: um, in the boss, and everybody said oh what a sweet child remember this with little people who are six what you say to them and you mm-hmm. know um, and so the twins were born and that was, of course, the first shock. They weren't expected, by the way. Only one was expected. Okay. And is nobody knew. And we'd be walking. I do not know where we were walking, but it has stuck in my brain. Mm-hmm. And I expected the people to come up and say, oh, what a sweet little girl. Instead, they said, twins! twins. Well, naturally. There were, we only knew about two more sets of twins in case. Mm-hmm. And then they said, what a pity the girl didn't get the good hair.
0: Oh my God, I know the good hair story.
1: And, and I, I, I knew, I knew then that something was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And. I began to understand in, in a colonial situation.
0: It, it's, so it's not even
1: a colonial, hold on. It's not even a colonial
0: situation. I know. Because my children have, one have the good here in the courts and the mm-hmm. other one have the natty here, as they would say. And I, I, I watched my kids go through it too. And I used to get very, very upset and say, so what happens to bad here? It goes to prison. I mean, if this is good hair, what happens to bad hair? Does it go to prison? And what does well, that mean for my hair? You know, like, it's ridiculous.
1: What, what I did with my two first, because I only have two girls, right? I have, I have two girls that I, and the first thing I said to my parents, when the first girl arrived, I said, no more good hair or bad hair again.
0: No more good hair, bad hair.
1: You, the words never pass their mouths. Yes. I remember a friend coming in, and she said, "Why you don't call me child's hair?" I said, "I have called my child's hair that time. I've used a pick, right? Okay, um, so that was the hair story. It, people don't like to talk about it, but but, it's, it, but you hold on, it's still true. Yeah, but hold on." So, California passed
0: a law last year uh-huh. that prevented people from employers from discriminating against oh, yes. natural hair. Yes. And my question was okay, so you mean discriminating against black hair? Let's be specific. Because yes. are the white people wearing their natural hair? Are the Chinese people wearing their natural hair? The Indian people are wearing their natural hair. All the other people are wearing their natural hair, so why is it a law against discriminating against me? Say what you mean. It's a law against discriminating against natural black hair because the only hair that there seems to be a problem with is my hair.
1: I think that what frightens frightens them because there is fright mm-hmm. I'm not using anything they do. There is fright, um, and it's that you dare, you dare to show who you are mm-hmm. and be out of it. Yes. And that it seems to frighten people. And I remember just a few years back, which could be 10 or 15, the Caucasians went through a period in the UK of spiky hair, mm-hmm. pink, orange, all sorts of things. Onk. And we we knew they yes punk, and we knew these were children just acting out. Um, so, and uh, yes, and it, it it's still with us. So I always wanted to write the hair book. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time when Mandy, the older one in in nursery school, um, came home. She was friends with a little Chinese girl, and. Um, a brown girl with long hair. Mm-hmm. Don't and she said, I want swinging hair. And I said, you can't have swinging hair. She said, why not?" I said, your mother's hair is not swinging hair. Right. Which is going back to the dates when my mother would say, when you said, I, I, why can't I do this? She said, because you're my child. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whole time thing. So it was, uh, uh, so we faced it when it came with Rachel uh, she, she had, um, light colored hair. Um, and one day we went to pick her up. This Somebody said, Do you want the blonde girl? And my husband and I said, we have a blonde girl. We <laughs> have a blonde girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, I we had a blonde no. girl. No, 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 Judy, the words changed. And they would tease her. Um, I remember going to pick her up one day over the prep school and there was a whole lot of people jumping around her and, tell your mother, Rachel, tell your mother, tell your mother. And I'm a teacher, so I've got to be civilized. So I said, what happened? Um, Well, that boy said that Rachel was white as snow. To make it worse, Rachel started to cry, the face blanched white and nose and the eyebrows turn pink. Pink. <laughs> and I knew I couldn't. I said, well, OK, all I have to say is, none of you have seen snow. And snow is pretty. Get into the garage. <laughs> and later on in life, we had to straighten her out, right? Because it followed her into high school. Mm-hmm. Here changed. And I'm all for social mobility. And we had to teach her. Mandy and I sat her and said, okay, this is you. This is you. Okay? Now accept it. I love it. Uh, Yes. You you, you can't be any other different way. This is it. Mm -hmm. I remember she came home one day and as a teacher, I should never say this. And she said to me, she was in third form. She said, a girl was looking at me today. And I said, what are you looking at me for? And I said, Jesus, thank you. Jesus, thank you. The child now knows how to answer back mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, well, now, Abigail's glorious here. You have to tell me when time is running out. Abigail's glorious. Mm-hmm. I went, so having laid down this edict, now no, we have a whole lot of natural hair going on, right? So when I, my older grandchildren um, are in Barbados with their, with their mother, she married a baby. And Solange, who was then little and is now 15, um, had really hoarse hair than her, always, thick, the sort of hair that when you grab this, don't let it go. Because if they were let it go, gone. In, right?
0: And not up with the rest.
1: <laughs> yes. And I loved combing her hair. I, I, this was the first time I was feeling, but this is love. Yes. You're actually touching the person. You're actually doing... And I, I love that
0: about the story that you equated and you brought out the love that it's comes love. with the combing of the hair. And it brought me back to when I was a child and my mom used to comb my hair, as much as you know, it was that dragging and it would hurt, um, there was something about sitting down, the time you spent sitting wow. down combing here. And then I remember combing my own children's hair. And just that time, as much as it would hurt, and. It, it said something about the time you took to spend and the quality of that time to sit and comb the hair. Boy, Diane, I could talk to you all day, but unfortunately- it, uh, you're, often, day.
1: <laughs> you're often sat between your mother's knees. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was. Now, the funny thing is, you see, Judy, how children left to themselves might do quite well because how it started was, so she was about eight, um, and she, I remember one day she peeped around the bathroom window and said, Grandma, and the hair had been washed. And okay, there's a mane that her mother's gonna but she knew it was cute. Mm-hmm. Her brother said one time, he was, would be about six, he said, Uh, Solange has poofy hair. Ah, love poofy hair. And he stuck his head straight into her hair.
0: That's where the poofy hair came yeah. from.
1: Yes. But I said, see that? He's gonna marry a girl with Poofy here. Um, and, and so that's that's the story of that. And I I am glad that I was it came at a time when I didn't need to justify the hair anymore. Right. The hair was justified. Yes. And now we're gonna tell you about the love that goes into that. Hair. So that, that was it. Thank you um, so much. That is beautiful. Um, a friend of, beautiful said, friend of mine said, friend of mine said after the launch and they bought book and so on. She said her grandchildren, actually, I think they're her grandnieces, knew they were beautiful, but now they believe it. And I gather much letting out of here to go to church next day. Nice too. Nice.
0: nice. So, Nice. I am glad. I am glad we have advocates like you who are teaching our children. Um, I I write children's stories, uh, as you know yes. my first one last year when they yes, yes. To go with mm-hmm. the penguins because I believe mm-hmm. that stories are still the way that we have to teach our children, you know, course, stories are very, very important. And I don't care what nobody said; books not going out of style at all. Books are very much here to stay. They've been here from before us, and they will be here long after we have gone.
1: And there's but, something about holding it.
0: Yes, there's. It, well, it's it, it's all the senses you see you smell you hear you feel it's all your senses when you the only thing you don't do with a book is taste it and if you're a child you probably do because (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) they tend to eat the book but Dan, it has been wonderful having you thank you so much ladies and gentlemen the books we're talking about are abigail's glorious hair and the happiness dress get them for your little children your little girls your little children just to yes. help them to identify who they are and to be okay and to know that different is good and to know that the nice big poofy fluffy hair that we have is good here because nothing, yes. <laughs> there's nothing bad about here. Good here goes good to heaven here. and so does bad here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because it can weather a storm.
0: Okay? Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Thank you so much, <laughs> Daniel. Huh? <laughs> it's been wonderful catching up with you and i'll catch oh, you again yes. when when next i come jamaica and when next either one of us has a book coming out i'll see you
1: okay okay thank you thank you very much for having me you take care enough
0: blessings and you good. if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast please do so the video of this interview is available on my youtube channel please subscribe to my youtube channel Visit my website at jfallenreed.com and you can download your copy of my free audiobook, Time and Seasons. And remember to subscribe to my other podcast, Exchanging Pain for Praise.